I saw God giving him a platform in Hollywood, this one. I saw him becoming very known and very famous. I don't know what you do, but I saw your star just going Because when I looked at him, I saw him becoming as big as Kevin Hart, this one. Oh, what do you do? Stand up comedy. In the realms of the spirit, when you were carrying him, there was a big challenge in the realm of the spirit. It was a difficult pregnancy to yes. carry him. Yes. To the point that it looked like you're going to lose him at some point. Yes. Because I remember, I am seeing it in the realms of the spirit. When you're about four months going to five months, yes. I saw you bleeding that yes. you thought that you actually lost him. Yes, yes. Prophesy. I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying, God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You say what? In the realm of the spirit, you see what is on your shirt. The Lord said me, your name is what is on your shirt. Hallelujah! What is your name? Rose. What do you have on your shirt? Hallelujah! Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why. Where is my mama Ghana power? I saw fire jumping from her and coming to you, and I'm trying to understand why. When I looked at you, I saw her. When I saw her, I saw you. Are you a nurse? You're in the medical field. Yeah. Go to her, put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. When I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell, Campbell, as I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that he's about to bless the Campbell family. Prophesy. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Prophesy. I saw God taking words and ran with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Amen. Who is like Ogaga, Ogaga? Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Is Kenny, Ogba, Ogaga. Kenny. Ogba, Ogaga. Prophet. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. <laughs> because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Professor. Professor. In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. Hey! You had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? In the lungs. You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How yeah. can I know these things? The one thing about you, you are real.
You're so mighty, but you're full of compassion. You're the giver of a life everlasting. You're the savior of the world, Messiah. All I need, I find in you, provider. Worthy, wonderful, awesome, powerful. Glory, glory to you, my heart sings. Perfect, sovereign king, God of everything. Glory, glory to you. I lift my hands to worship. I lift my eyes. To seek your holy face, I lift my voice to honor you. Yeah, there's no one else like you, Lord. I lift you. I don't understand your love, you're so patient. You surround me with your grace, it's amazing. Forgiving the way that I've been and you changing the old me, old me I didn't know who I could be till you show me Worthy, wonderful, awesome, powerful Glory, glory to you my heart sings Perfect, sovereign king, God of everything Glory, glory to you. Lift my hands to worship. I lift my eyes to seek your holy face. I lift my voice to You're so mighty, but you're full of compassion. You're the giver of a life everlasting. You're the savior of the world, Messiah. All I need, I find in you, provider. Worthy, wonderful, awesome, powerful. Glory, glory. My heart sings, perfect sovereign king, God of everything. Glory, glory to you. I lift my hands to worship. I lift my eyes to seek your holy face. I lift my voice. 
to honor you, yeah There's no one else like you, Lord I lift you I don't understand your love, you're so patient You surround me with your grace, it's amazing Forgiving the way that I've been and you changing the old me, old me didn't know who I could be till you show me Worthy, wonderful, awesome, powerful Glory, glory to you My heart sings perfect sovereign king God of everything Glory, glory God bless everybody. This is Prophet Lovi, and I am so blessed to be with you this afternoon, this evening, depending on where you are, or this morning, depending on where you are in the world. And I bless the Lord Jesus for you. I thank the Lord Jesus for you. And I pray that through this that you will receive the deliverance that you desire and you deserve in the area of your life that you need it. Amen. Uh, the reason why I, I, I'm doing this stream, uh, I don't want you to see the title and think that it's some, what is it called? Um, some heresy. You know, many a times, what looks to be bad is actually good for you. Um, so many times, so many people have missed the hand of God because you already think you know what God is about to say without really understanding what God is saying. To assume or assumption is the mother of all stupidity. And as a child of God, you have to be able to listen. One of the greatest attributes of a true child of God is the ability to listen. Amen. So many believers <coughs> will see this and immediately they will think that Aish, this prophet is false mm. without knowing. And then you wonder why this person that you may think is false can hear God can perform with God, can change the lives of people, and you can't. Uh, recently, yeah. there, was a, there was a man who um, 
uh, inboxed me. Uh, actually, he wrote a whole post and he said, uh, uh, you are fake, uh, uh, may God expose you and this and this. And I replied to him, I told him, you know, uh, I'm not going to do the same thing you're doing because you're an elder, because you was an older man. Mm. I said, I'm praying for you that God will open your eyes to know the truth. He was like, oh, you people who need titles to do this and that and that and that because he's in the streets with banners, repent or die, <laughs> you know. And I asked him a question. I said, what does it mean to repent and what is the gospel? He had no answer. Because you cannot repent because repent doesn't mean I am sorry. God is not interested in anybody to say, I am sorry. God is interested in repentance, changing of the mind. If you say, I am sorry, without changing your mind, you have not really confessed because confession leads to freedom. Yeah. Notice, God is not telling you to admit. God is telling you to confess. Yeah. There is a difference. So God asks you to confess because confession releases you and you become free of what you just said. Mm. Uh -huh. God does not want you to take ownership because sin was never yours. God wants you to repent of it, bring it out of you and change your mind concerning it, meaning look at it differently. Yeah. So the gospel, anybody who tells you death is for those who are sinning. That's not the gospel. The gospel, the word gospel means eugelion. And eugelion means the too good to be true news. Mm. That's why the Lord Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he hath anointed me to, and this came from uh, Isaiah. He was, uh, he was uh, reading uh, what Isaiah said about him. The spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to heal the broken hearted, to give sight to the blind, to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. Notice he never said to condemn sin. Mm. Do you realize everybody, every time somebody brought the, somebody to the Lord Jesus to condemn them of sin, whether she was a prostitute, whether she was uh, uh, this or that, the Lord Jesus never condemned everybody's, anybody's sin. Mm. He forgave them. But the ones that he chastised for sin are those ones who are trying to act like they don't sin. Mm. Yeah. So it takes... True wisdom, it takes true wisdom of God for you to be able to be a listener so you can grow. Imagine if Samuel never listened to Eli. Even though Eli was rejected by God, it did not mean that he was out of service with God. God was angry at him for the sake of his sons, but God was not angry at him for his service. Mm. So Eli still carried keys that Samuel needed in order to walk with God and become them a prophet who was a priest. The seer. It took a lot more than just, than just him by himself. Notice God spoke to him and he didn't even know that God was speaking to him. Mm. What if anything Samuel, uh, Eli told him, he said, no, God rejected you so I cannot listen to you foolishness yeah. knowledge is knowledge 
and he requires you to be humble in order for you to receive the greater uh, knowledge. What makes you spiritual is not because you pray. What makes you spiritual is not because you, you, you look at yourself better than others. What makes you spiritual is the knowledge you have. My people perish because of lack of knowledge, not because of lack of prayer, not because of lack of anointing, not because of lack of, 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 of calling on the name of the Lord. Yeah. They are just not knowledgeable. So anywhere that God is about to give you knowledge, you should be ready to listen. If David had a church today, many of you who claim here, I want to be a man after God's heart, you would not go to David's church. He killed his friend, took his wife. On his deathbed, they brought two, virgin, two young ladies to be in his bed to make sure that he's dead. Imagine a doctor checked him. The prophet came and checked him, but they said, no, to make sure David is really dead, let's get two young girls in his bed. What does that tell you about David. A lot of you would have never gone to David's church because you have painted pictures in your mind of what to walk with God is without actually understanding what it takes to walk with God. Unless you get to that place where you say, "Mm, wait a minute, I've been doing this for years. Why is it that other people seem to be flowing with God better than I am? better than I am, why, why is it that other people, can, why is it that other people are, are able to hear God better than I do, yet I am here the one that is claiming, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What they don't even understand is this. When Jesus was saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, you have to understand what the kingdom of God actually means in Greek. He was saying, change your mind. For the Basilia of God is at hand. What is Basilia? Royal anointing and royal power is at hand. He was not saying repent because heaven is coming. He was saying repent, change your mind. Because the royal anointing you've been waiting for for generations is now here. Mm. Change your mind and receive it. That is why the Lord Jesus came and all of a sudden the kingdom of God could be in you. He was not saying repent because judgment day is coming. No, that's not what Jesus came to preach. So whenever people are trying to act like they are the ones that know we are the church of this, we are the church of that, just understand something. Compare them spiritually and you will know where they are. I I don't know if somebody can hear me. Hello, are you there? So it it requires a certain level of surrender. I'm not saying listen to everything, but how will you know something is wrong unless you listen? How will you know something is right unless you listen? Yeah. I want everybody to share this because this, what I'm going to teach you today, is one of those things that if you pay attention, your spiritual life will never be the same. Amen. Let me start by saying this. Mistakes, errors, and faults are not bad. 
<laughs> my son William Elias, my superstar son, and I also saw my son Todd Elias Anthony, my superstar sons, and many others. Glory be to the Lord Jesus. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Mistakes, errors, and faults are not wrong. Let me just say it like this. If you ever meet somebody, my son Lee Elias is also on there. Now watch this. If you, if you observe something, if I come to you and I tell you, it is time to come back to God. Uh, let me explain it like this. You will never preach a message that is not a truth that is in you. The Lord Jesus could not go to Israel and tell them, come back to God. Because Israel was waiting at the time of Jesus, they were waiting for salvation from the Roman Empire. Mm. So they were praying and God was answering their prayer in that time. Yeah. But in the time of Moses, they were crying to God, God delivered them, but they departed from God when they went into the land of milk and honey. So when the prophets were sent to them, they told them, it is time to come back to God. But a man of God cannot go into church or a woman of God cannot go into church and tell people, hey, you need to come back to God. That message is irrelevant unless it's about them. Mm. If I say it's time for you to get healed, it's because God healed me, I want you to get healed. Yeah. If I say it's, it's time for a breakthrough, it means the Lord Jesus gave me breakthrough, I want you to have breakthrough. Yeah. Always remember that a message that a person preaches is about them. So when I come and speak to you, these things are things that God used to bring me to this level that I'm in. Amen. That is why I don't condemn anybody. If you ever hear anybody talking about other people of God or talking about the church or talking about this, to Christians who are not spiritual, they think that they are cleaning house. Listen, nobody can clean the house except God. Yeah. When the children of Israel were misbehaving, it is God that killed a whole generation for the new generation to go in. Mm. No one can do the work of, job, of, of God. Only God can do that work. Our job is to reveal the love of God, the love of Jesus. This is what we need. We don't need... People pointing fingers and blaming others and saying this and that. Because what that does, you are doing the devil's work. Yeah. You are doing Satan's work. So it takes true humility in order for God to add something on you. Now listen to me carefully. Mistakes, errors, and faults are not wrong. The reason why you think they are wrong is because of the doctrine that you have carried in you. Mm. 
I will explain to you the difference of them. And I will explain to you what a blunder, a blunder is, what sin is. I will tell you the ones that are bad, but these three are not bad. Mm. And I will tell you why. Amen. Have you ever asked yourself, how were we going to know that God is love unless Adam and Eve messed up? When you listen to this message, you will know why God has never forgiven Satan mm. and why me and you are forgiven. Amen. I'll say that again. You will understand why God never forgave Satan and why Satan has never asked for forgiveness. Amen. And why me and you received forgiveness. You will understand why. Amen. Let's go into the Bible. Can you make sure that upstairs is closed? I will explain to you why. Is somebody ready? I want you to grab your pen and papers. What is a mistake? Facebook, are you there? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now listen to this. A mistake. What mistakes are? Mistakes are accidental. More informal and casual than an error. A mistake is a slip up. It was an accident. It was not something that you're seeking out to do. It was just a misstep. Maybe you, you, you assumed something that God said and did it a little bit your way. You are doing it God's way, but you added a little bit of you. Uh, that computer will die. Can we put a charge on it? You, you missed a little step. That's called a mistake. You are not seeking out to, do, uh, uh, to, to sin against God, to do something against God. You are not seeking out uh, to, 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 to do, seek your own desire, but you simply... You, you just missed it a little bit. Not intentionally, but accidentally. Now, this doesn't mean that it will not have an effect on you. Anything you do will have an effect. But it is necessary for you to make a mistake, mm -hmm. for you to depend on God. Yeah. You see, all these things only reveal and makes room for God to be present in your life. Somebody who thinks they never make mistakes will never open up a room for God to be their guide that they never have to make a mistake. Yeah. You see, the ministry of the Lord Jesus was always successful 
because he was always doing what he sees his father do, meaning he was being led. Somebody who believes that they never make a mistake will never depend on the Holy Spirit to lead them. Do you see why it is good? Yeah. Somebody who does not know that, Aish, you know what? Even though God told me to turn right here and turn left here, I don't want to miss the, what was the house? Was it a green gate, blue gate? Was it one five? Was it? No, you know what? Let me depend on God. Let me hold God's hands so that I don't make a mistake. Lord, hold me so that I don't step the wrong way. I want to be accurate in what you want me to do. Mistakes are very necessary because it shows you that there is room for you to miss it. Not because you are intending to, but you are not God. So it is impossible for you to do exactly. I'm going to say that again. You are not God. You are not God. So there is room for you to actually miss it. Yeah. So I need to make sure that whatever I am doing, that God is leading my footsteps. An example is today I had a a, a training session. Uh, Is the internet acting up? Or are we good? It's good. Today I had um, uh, my my Muay Thai coach. He's he's one of the best striking coaches in, 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 in SoCal or in the whole of California, in my opinion. He's probably one of the top striking coaches there is. His name is Julio Trena. And he's like, you know, one of the most amazing coaches and I've been very privileged to train with him, you know. And today I was talking w- with my coach and uh, uh, my, my, my MMA Muay Thai coach and he was telling me and we were, we were talking mm-hmm. and, and I was telling him, you know, this, year's, this past two years I've been able to do more for my family than I've ever had in my life because I focused. Amen. And every time he was instructing me today, because when you're doing a one-on-one with a coach, it's like a different than doing a whole class. Mm-hmm. Because every single detail he's paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Man, did I, listen, he worked me up. But one thing that I try to do continually is when I am before any coach who's, who specializes in a specific thing, all I do is I pay attention. Whatever he says to me, uh, can you block that person? Yeah, get, get, get rid of them. So, everything he would tell me would be yes sir, no sir. Even when I would make a mistake, he will encourage me. He will push me. No, you can do it again. You can get it better. And I would push and I would push and I would push. When God is sending somebody to instruct you, it is through those errors that you are able to ra- rise beyond yourself. Yeah. 
Somebody who is not led by anybody can never become greater than where they are. You can never go above where you are. You will never increase more than where you are if your life is simply centered on you. Yeah. Knowing that I can miss it makes sure and puts my security in God and it does not, I don't lean on my own understanding anymore because I know I can miss it. Whenever somebody comes and tells you, oh, you know, uh, 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 like an example, the coach was telling me, you know, Lovi, you're very, it's very good that you're doing this and you saw the need for it. He was telling me sometimes we can have a bike at home, we can have weights at home, but you're not going to work out unless you go to somewhere where people are working out. And if you're in a big gym, yeah, people work out, but many people are just playing around. They're going through the motions. Mm -hmm. But when you have somebody standing there saying 50 100, you have no choice but to give 100%. True. So the only way you can be 100% with God is depending on God. Yeah. But without a mistake, you don't make room for that. You can't. It's impossible. Facebook, are you there? God always takes the opportunity the opportunity that when we miss something remember what apostle paul said he said i will glory i'll be more happy now remember a mistake is not weakness don't confuse that a mistake is not weakness a mistake is i'm doing everything right to the best of my ability but I miss one word maybe. I didn't put a full stop or a comma or things like that. Even though everything was right, oh, I missed a little detail. Mm -hmm. That is a mistake. When you come into Christ, you no longer sin. You make a mistake, an error or a, or a fault. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is why the Bible says nobody in, can be in Christ and continue to sin. And I will explain to you what sin is. Mistakes removes our security from us and puts our security in God. Mistakes remove security from us and puts it on God. My true dependence of making sure that I have everything right becomes Jesus. Not me. Mm. That is why the Bible says, your righteousness, meaning everything that you are doing right on your own is filthy rags, unless you receive and depend on Christ. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So everybody that is trying to make it perfect by themselves, you are making a mistake, a big mistake. Because there is nothing that you will ever do that in your own strength, that will make you 100% right with God. Yeah. Mistakes is I'm trying to do everything perfect and I think I'm perfect, but I'm missing it still. I wish I was talking to some people that will share this. I'm just trying to help somebody to enter into freedom and deliverance. Amen.
You see, in church or in religious people, with people who are religious, what they try to make you do is to cover your mistake. They give you false sense of security because they make it about you. If you pray every day, if you do this every day, if you read the word every day, all those things sound good. But if the dependence is on you and not him, you're missing it. Remember, how could the Pharisees be scholars of the word of God? Be all these great things and great representative of God. But Jesus, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, shows up and they miss him completely. Because they based everything they were reading on their knowledge, but they never sat down to know him. So that when he stands before them, they would recognize him. They never depended on him. Mm. So whatever they were reading, they were reading what they were understanding. They never received understanding from the Holy Spirit. Mm. Remember, in the same era that the Lord Jesus was born, there was a man of God who God told him, you will not die until you see the Messiah. He never heard the Lord Jesus preach. He never saw the Lord Jesus heal the sick. He never saw the Lord Jesus cast out demons. He never saw the Lord Jesus deliver people. He never saw the Lord Jesus raise people from the dead. But because God was speaking to him, the day Mary and Joseph were coming to the temple, this priest was waiting for them. And he saw them and he went and took the baby Jesus and dedicated him to the Lord and said, Lord, now I can die in peace because I have seen our salvation. How could this man recognize Jesus as a baby, nothing on his forehead written Savior, with a father who is a carpenter and a mother, and he sees a crowd of people coming to church, but he goes to them and he grabs the baby and says, Father, I thank you, for I have seen our deliverance. Now your servant can rest in peace. Yeah. Notice he could know something beyond himself. Mm. I feel like I'm talking to myself. I feel like I'm, I'm talking to myself. I don't know. His dependence on God revealed who the Savior was. Mm. Yeah. Meaning that when he was in church reading these scriptures, he realized like, Aish, everybody's going through the motions, not me. Me, I would depend on God. Lord, how could he even know that the Savior would be born in his time? God came and told him, mm. you will not die before you see him. Meaning he was praying concerning the Savior. Lord, let me not miss the Savior when he comes. Remove my own sight. Remove my own understanding. So that when the Savior comes, because the Bible speaks very highly of him. His dedication to God. The time the Lord Jesus showed up, he saw him, he knew him. But the people who are reading scriptures, hi, Louis Charles, just listen to this. Spiritual warfare is this, those are small things. Let me tell you something, people. If you listen to what I'm telling you, the devil will never be a problem to you. Spiritual Amen. warfare is the least of your problems. Your greatest enemy is you. God did not say my people perish because they don't know spiritual warfare. He says you perish because you have no knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. 
The devil is the list of your problem. The disciples could cast out demons without even receiving the Holy Spirit. Aish. I just told you something. The Lord Jesus just said, go two by two and cast out devils and heal the sick. These guys had not received the Holy Spirit. Meaning you can heal the sick, cast out demons without the Holy Spirit. Mm. Just a commission from God is enough for you to deal with the devil. Mm. (laughs) How did the person listening to the disciples of Jesus casting out demons, he went and started casting out demons that the disciples came and stopped him. Remember, all these people are doing this without the Holy Spirit. Simply because they heard a word from the Holy Spirit. Wow. The spiritual warfare is for babies. People who focus on spiritual warfare are people who don't know spirituality. Mm. I'm mm. talking to myself. Mm-hmm. The devil is the list of your problems. The devil is the list of your problems. What you need is for God to open your ears, to open your eyes, to discover who you are in him and who he is in you. Amen. That's the biggest thing, not all this other stuff. Amen, amen. What is an error? I just told you what a mistake is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A mistake is, is accidental. I was trying to do the right thing, but I missed it. <laughs> Let me just go back to the demonic thing. Haven't you ever noticed this, guys? People who speak in a lot of tongues, people who shabarabababa, they have the hardest problem with spiritual warfare. Mm. Shouldn't it be the opposite? It means you missed a step. Mm. <laughs> Let me be honest with you. I started casting out demons when I was about six years old, seven years old. When I was still touring and performing, I was casting out devils out of people. People were manifesting while you were performing. I- imagine. Strange stuff. The devil is the least of your problem. Yeah. Facebook, Ah, YouTube is killing it right now. I want you guys to keep sharing and sharing and sharing and sharing. Uh, It just confirmed... Remember the, the, the scripture that you read where you said some were sent as apostles, but they were not sent to be in the church. church. Yeah. They were sent to be outside. Mm-hmm. So you could be doing your music thing, performing, and yeah. people could be getting delivered. A hundred percent. Wow. It's knowledge how to deal with something. Hmm. For our weapons of warfare, notice weapons, not weapon. There are many. And part of warfare is, first of all, understanding the strategy to defeat your enemy, not just shooting. Mm. 
and I say this with all love, just listen. Don't be quick to think what you need. Just listen to what you're being given by God. Yeah. What is an error? An error is made due to lack of knowledge. It's more technical than a mistake. A mistake, I just missed it. But an, an error is I am missing it because I lack what? Knowledge. Errors are made due to lack of knowledge. Due to lack of knowledge, you error. That is why the Lord says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. Error is a lack of knowledge. Mm. Error is simply a lack of knowledge. So if I am not to make errors, then I need to have the mind of Christ. Because error is simply based on information. Mm. Knowledge. Mistakes is just my best can still miss it. Mm. Error is, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah. A lot of people will see somebody prophesying. They don't know how to prophesy. They will say, oh, you know what? That is not from God. You lack knowledge. You are erroring. You are in error in the presence of God. Because you don't understand how it works. You expect to know how it works. So you start condemning and pointing fingers because you are seeing somebody either preach things or speak things that are biblical, but because it's beyond you, you think that they are missing it. How many believers do we know that they are in error? Remember the Lord Jesus, <clears throat> the Lord Jesus the Lord Jesus was standing before the Pharisees and they were trying to examine if they can catch him in error of scripture. Mm. But they were just like, man, let us go in this place with the, with the good teacher. They tried to, to massage him <laughs> so that they can trap him in error of scripture. Mm. That when they started now creating rumors, oh, notice they used people to say that he's casting out devils by the power of the devil. And the Lord Jesus told them this. He said, listen, every sin shall be forgiven of man, but sin against the Holy Spirit shall not be forgiven. Then the next verse says this, for they said he hath a devil in him. Do you know how many people are in danger of damnation because of error? That's why you have to learn to keep your mouth shut. If you don't know it, leave it alone. Yeah. Mm. Because if you, if you try to correct something that is not in your lane, is not in your calling, you are in risk of erroring and to error against the Holy Spirit and make it as if it's the Holy Spirit. You are in danger of damnation. Mm. 
Now God will be merciful if it is out of ignorance. Foolishness. But for you to bluntly just sit there and say, no, this is not in the Bible and try to, hey, you might go to hell just because of that. Because everybody just says, oh, you know, sin against the Holy Spirit. But how can you sin against the Holy Spirit? Because sinning against the Holy Spirit is not the same way as sinning against God. Every commandment is sin against God, not against the Holy Spirit. The only time you sin against the Holy Spirit is when he manifests himself and you say it is the devil. When you see something manifesting before, beyond you, go pray, go on your knees and pray and say, Lord, Ish, I don't know. Is this true or, or is it not from you? What is happening? In your heart, in your heart, have the spirit of, of humility. Don't go into prayer as if you know what God is going to answer. <laughs> Many a times you'll be surprised. I wish more people would share this. I thought this is going to bless people. And it is the Lord that told me to speak about this last night. Amen. Amen. What is bearing false witness? Is your speaking of something? How can you say you are not called by God? Were you there when God was calling me? Mm. How can you see somebody say you are not a, a true prophet? Were you there when God was calling me a prophet? Mm. Notice the prophets of Baal were called prophets by God, meaning their prophetic call was true. Who they were serving was wrong. So if you went to them and you say you are not a prophet, oh, God will punish you. Wow. Because God still called them prophets. The only difference is they were now prophets of what? Baal. Because a prophet is a prophet. You have to understand, there is a difference between a prophet, a false prophet, and a fake prophet. A prophet is one that is walking in line with God. A false prophet is one that is called a prophet by God, but is using the wrong spirit. Mm. He's using a spirit of deception. Yeah. A fake prophet is somebody pretending to be a prophet. That's good. That's that is what the Bible tells you. False prophets will, make, will do great signs and wonders. Because they are prophets. They have the receiver to decode spiritual language. They are just serving the wrong spirit. That is why God could not cut the network of false prophets. He sent Elijah to kill them. Because them prophesying could not be stopped by God because he created them to do that. And the gifts of God are without repentance. I feel like I'm talking to myself. What I'm telling you this, what I'm telling you is for mature believers. This is not for, for baby believers. Amen. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. I feel like I'm talking to myself. So, Papa. Yes. So, mm-hmm. even the Christians which are in church mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, if they, some men of God, um, regardless of, of what they do, mm. 
you know, regardless of how bad it may seem, even publicly. Yes. That even Christians in church, if they, if they demonize it. Ah, you're in trouble. Ah, you're in trouble with God. You're be in big trouble with God because you're not the one who hired them. Mm. They don't live for you. They live for God. <laughs> Let me be honest with you. Let me be honest with you. Let's say today I, I started messing up. You find Prophet Lovi smoking marijuana and this and this. Your duty is to pray for me. If you go and talk about it, God will punish you. Mm. Your duty is to sit down and say, hey God, this guy is a true gift to the body of Christ. Don't allow him to go like this. Look at how many people that God you have saved because of him. Mm. Lord, have mercy on him. Change him, touch his heart, turn him around. Please, Lord. Because your concern is for the work of God, not because of how he lives. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. An example is this. Let's go to the book of, Judge, book of Judges. Are you ready? Yes. Go to the book of Judges. This, one's, this one is going to bless somebody. Amen. Uh, I want you to go to uh, Judges, uh, I believe, thir uh, I be, wait, is it chapter 13? Let me make sure. I want to show you something. I see the Apostle Lovemore, the great Apostle Doctor of our time. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let me show you this. I believe it is... Uh, ee. Thank you, Jesus. This is going to bless somebody. God just brought it into my spirit. So I want to I wanna use it to bless, Amen. bless you. Amen. Amen. Uh, let me see. Okay, I want you to look at this. I want you to read Judges 14 from verse 1 to 4. Amen. Judges chapter 14, verse 1 to 4. Amen. Mm -hmm. Judges 14 from verse 1 to 4. I want you to listen to this. Mm -hmm. And Samson went down to Timnath mm -hmm. and saw a woman in Timnath mm -hmm. of the daughters of the Philistines. Mm -hmm. And he came up and told his father and his mother and mm -hmm. said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Mm -hmm. Now, therefore, get her for me to wife. Mm -hmm. Then his father and his mother said unto him, mm -hmm. Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren mm -hmm. or among all my people mm -hmm. that thou goest to take a wife of the circumcised Philistines? Notice why, notice why did he say uncircumcised Philistine? Because according to the law, their law, not the Ten Commandments, but the law, which were 300 and something, Deuteronomical laws. It was unclean to associate yourself with people who are unclean. Mm. An example, when a woman was having a cycle, she was not allowed to touch people because it made you unclean, mm. according to their law. If somebody was a drunk and you touched them, it meant that you have become unclean. You had to go and purify yourself. There is a difference between sinning and being unclean. To be unclean is to defile yourself. Mm. Is to defile yourself. That is why they were saying, how can Jesus be a man of God when a prostitute can touch him? Mm. How can he be a man of God if he's hanging out with drunkards and this and this? 
How could he be a man of God if he's a, because it defiled you according to their law? But what they did not understand is this. When somebody has been purified by God himself, not by their own standard, when somebody unclean touches you, they become purified. Wow. Amen. I'm talking to myself. Amen. Amen. You become the one that is making people clean. Mm. That is why we lay hands on the sick. Wow. Wow. In those days, only the high priest could touch you, tell you, bring this offering, and then he would touch you, and then you'll be free of leprosy or whatever, whatever. But now, I could wake up and do my hand like this, and you'll be healed. Why? Because now, we have been purified. We have been perfected by God himself. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6 says this. It says, we speak unto the mature, those who are made perfect. So there are people who are perfect as far as God is concerned. Mm. Not as far as what people think. Mm. Wow. Amen. Uh, keep reading. Uh-huh. And circumcised Philistine. Huh? And Samson said unto his father, uh-huh. get her for me, uh-huh. for she pleaseth me well. Uh-huh. But his father and his mother knew not that it was of the Lord, that he sought an occasion against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Read verse 4 again, as loud as you can. But his father and his mother knew not that Mm -hmm. it was of the Lord, Mm -hmm. that he sought an occasion against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Notice his father and mother were in error because they did not know it was the Lord. So the one who was making Samson want to be with an unclean Philistine was God. Mm. So you imagine now the mother and father saying, this Samson, hard-headed, how could he want to do this? What is wrong with Samson? Father, you go to overnight prayer, yet it is the Lord (laughs) sending him because the Lord wants to deliver the children of Israel. Mm. Do you see how tricky it is to be in error? Yes. It needs a total surrender of your thinking. Mm. Mistakes take needs a total surrender of your life. Mm. Error needs a total surrender of your mind. You need the mind of Christ. Because what people mm. will see as not from God, it could be the very reason why God is doing it. Mm. Because remember, God will always use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Mm. God knew, if I give Samson a wife and children... Samson is not going to fight the Philistines. Let me make him fall in love with people who will look to take away his eyes. Mm. Then when he ends up there, he will push the pillars of the, of, of the Colosseum and they will all die. Mm. Do you realize Samson never repented for his eyes in the way you think? Mm. When Samson had been laboring in the granary for a long time, do you know what his prayer was? His prayer was this, Father, Because the power was not in the hair. The power was in the covenant that had to do with the hair. The hair grew back, but Samson was still not strong. And if you read the Bible, it tells you when the spirit of the Lord came upon him, Samson was strong. Mm. So Samson was not strong 24-7. And Samson was not a giant. He was not even a tall person. That is what the movies paint him to be, but Samson was not. Because if he was big, then they would say he's strong because of his muscles. But they could not understand the source of his strength because he did not look like a fighter. He did not look like anything. He was just like a regular guy. Mm. But he could take a jaw of a donkey and kill a thousand soldiers who have swords and shields, which is a supernatural thing. So now they began to say, let us find the source of his strength. Because they realized the source of his strength was not Jim, 
was not LA Fitness, was not 24-hour fitness, was not anything like that. It was something, does he have juju? <laughs> what is the source of his strength? Because this guy, could, he took out the city gates. He just came from a prostitute's house, came out of the prostitute's house, carried the city gates, and threw it like 50 miles away from the city. <laughs> what is wrong with this man? How did he capture? How many foxes were there? 300? How many? Three, about 300. How can you catch foxes by their tails? That is some supernatural stuff. That is not normal. Yeah. And light them all up at the same time. Yeah. Ah! What speed do you have to have for you to catch a fox? Yeah. How did you hold all 300 tails? It's supernatural. That's why I'm telling you it was not human. That is why they said, listen guys, we need to find his strength. But notice this, the Bible says this. <laughs> Cordelia, Christine Thomas said, Prophet Lovi, come clean and tell us the truth that you are an angel among us teaching us. <laughs> you almost got the truth, but it's not the truth. <laughs> Aisha, I should keep my mouth shut. Sorry. <laughs> now listen to this carefully capture this with everything that is in you Samson prayed he said Lord give me back my strength for they have taken my eyes let me avenge my eyes what kind of prayer is that God gave him back his strength because they took his eyes. But notice when his eyes came back, his eyes, his strength came back. They took him to the temple when they were all gathering with their own, with their gods. The guy just pushed the walls and everybody died. He killed the whole nation with one second. Wasn't that the plan of God? Yes. He committed suicide killing. <laughs> I'm not saying go kill yourself. <laughs> All I'm trying to tell you is this. Don't be quick to judge people and say things because you don't know what God is doing. Unless God has invited you. You know, I see men of God going online and be like, huh, God is telling me to send a word to, 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 to prophet so and so, to evangelist so and so. Come back to the truth. You are not in his circle. You are not sent to be in his circle. What makes you think that you have a word for them? You don't think God will pick somebody among his people to tell him. The foolishness of believers. Mm -hmm. And if God reveals to you from far, you are supposed to pray for them. Mm. The problem is everybody thinks they see in the spirit. Everybody thinks they are prophesying. Hi, mm -hmm. God help us. So his father and mother were in error because they did not know it was the Lord's doing. They started insulting. What do you want with uncircumcised Philistine unclean people? Remember, this is the same insult that David used against Goliath. Mm. Who are you, uncircumcised Philistine, to talk against the armies of the living God? Ah, it was a deep <laughs> yeah. insult. So, Papa, would this be similar to the story of uh, Jonah coming out to fish that if someone who didn't know that the culture of the Ninevites was that they worshipped a fish god. Yes. 
that if they said uh, this is wickedness? No, actually, let me tell you the truth. The whole story. Have you ever heard me speak on, speaking about this? Have you ever heard me speaking about this? I... The Jonah story. No. Aish. You know, it was God's plan for Jonah to go on the boat. But somebody who is not spiritual will never understand that. The Ninevites were never going to listen to Jonah because the Ninevites were pagans. Mm. Uh, hold on. Hello? Hello, Papa. Yes, Mama, can I call you back? I'm live. If it's okay. 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 Uh, are you listening to me, people? Mm. Yes, yes. yes. The Ninevites were never going to listen to Jonah. They were never going to listen to Jonah because they were pagans. The pagans will never listen to another God, somebody preaching about another God. Mm. No way. So, Jonah ran away because he knew God's intention was not really to destroy the Ninevites. He knew that God loves the Ninevites, even though they were in their mistake. He is the one who said, where can I run from your presence? Obviously, you cannot run from God. Mm. So he ran to the boat and he's going on this boat. Where was he going to? <laughs> he's just going. <laughs> when they started throwing things out of the boat, he's the one who said, listen, guys, it is me who is running from God. Just throw me in the water. They throw him in the water. A fish swallows him. A fish carries him from where he was in the sea. It took three days for the fish to come to the shore. And the fish spits him out. Everybody's watching. Do you know if you are in a living in a coastal city and a whale comes to the shore, you know that there's a whale on the shore. Mm. They saw a whale spit open its mouth and a human being walking out. <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> they saw a man walking out of a fish and the man is saying this is the word of the Lord wow. <laughs> repent or your whole city will be wiped out he walked in the city the king heard about this how did the king hear about this they said there is a man who got spit by a fish this is our God sending us a message that we are messing up because remember the Ninevites worshipped a sea god Mm. So now they are seeing the biggest fish in the sea spitting out a human being. So they thought this guy is not even human. This guy came from the gods. Wow. <laughs> so when he spoke, they all, what did they do? They put on sackcloth and they began to repent. The king said, everybody is fasting today. We are fasting, perhaps God will have mercy on us. And notice when God did not destroy them, he came to Jonah and said, Jonah, you know, I've decided I'm not destroying them. Jonah said, Lord, I know you. You are quick in love and slow in anger. You are quick in mercy and slow in anger. I knew you would not destroy them. Now my reputation is amiss. <laughs> <laughs> so the key is this. The key is this. You need to have the mind of Christ. If Eli thought Samuel was crazy, he would have said, this boy, what is wrong with you? Have you been doing drugs like the, your, your older brothers? 
Have you been doing this alcohol stuff? You are a young boy. Why are you thinking I'm calling you? He said, hmm, perhaps it is the Lord speaking to him. The first time he said no. The second time he said no. Then the third time he said, no, no, no. The Lord must be speaking to him. If you hear this say, Lord, I am here, speak to me. He was a man that was quick to correct his error. The question is this. God is not upset with you erroring. He's just upset when you think that you know. (laughs) He wants you to acquire knowledge from him. Mm. So that you don't err. Amen. When I come to you and speak to you here, I speak to you so that you can mature as a believer. It's not about me. Amen. Yes, God has using, used me as, as an instrument to speak to you, to inspire you. But it's about the Lord Jesus. It's not about me. I'm just here to fuel you to run closer to Jesus. Amen. Now listen to this. What is a fault? A mistake for which you are to blame because it's of weakness. Faults are because of weakness. A mistake is because your ability will never be enough. An error is because you don't have the knowledge that you need. A fault is simply because you are what? Weak. Let me show you a verse that will help somebody. Amen. Let me give you a verse. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians. Chapter 12, begin from verse, uh, verse 3, I believe. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. <clears throat> and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, mm-hmm. I cannot tell, God knoweth, mm-hmm. how that he was caught up into paradise mm-hmm. and heard unspeakable words which it is not lawful for men to utter. Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but mm-hmm. in mine infirmities. Mm-hmm. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. Mm-hmm. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth mm-hmm. me to be, or that he heareth of me. Mm-hmm. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of mm-hmm. the revelations, Mm-hmm. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, mm-hmm. the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Notice Lest this. Read it again. It was given me a thorn in the flesh. Where it says, uh, uh, it was given me a, a thorn. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, mm-hmm. there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Notice this. Listen to what he's saying. 
A lot of people think the thorn in the flesh meant that Paul was sick. Apostle Paul was never sick. This is a man who a snake would bite him. And he would, he would treat it like a mosquito bite. And the guy is not dying. Yeah. It was not sickness. Notice he's saying a thorn in the flesh. What is it meaning? It's meaning that he was talking about weakness. Mm. And he said a messenger of Satan was sent to me. Meaning Satan was not the one that came. Mm. But a messenger. Mm. What is a messenger? One who is coming to represent Satan. Wow. A messenger of Satan. Now you have to think. What was the most vulnerable part of Paul? It wasn't his spiritual life. His spiritual life was secure. Mm. It was his flesh. It was his flesh. Why was it his flesh? The man never married. Mm. The man never married. So they sent him a <laughs> The devil sent him a woman. <laughs> Aish. That is why saying, I know a man who was caught up to heaven, but I will not be a fool. I will tell you about my weakness. I will tell you the truth. Mm. He was sent me. <laughs> he was given me a thorn in the flesh. Meaning this thing was poking my flesh. Mm. He was poking. He was pulling me. A messenger of Satan was sent to me. Read the next verse. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the mm. messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest to, I buff, should, to buffet me. <laughs> lest, to mess with him. <laughs> Keep reading. Lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, yes. My grace is sufficient for thee. Notice, he said, Rakashataba, lasts. <laughs> break you <laughs> but remember this is a fleshly need you can't get rid of it like that he prayed three times oh father i deliver myself poured oil on himself nothing <laughs> he said god what is happening god told him my grace is sufficient for you what is grace that it is not about what you can do it's about what i have done Mm. Read what the next thing he says. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that uh -huh. it might depart from me. Uh -huh. And he said unto me, mm -hmm. My grace is sufficient for thee, mm -hmm. for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Aha! The strength of God is made perfect in weakness. A man who says that they have no weakness, they will never receive the strength of God. In the flesh. Because remember, this strength is not in the spirit. His problem was in the flesh. Meaning self-control will be expressed because of the spirit of God. Mm. That is depending on. Knowing that my place of weakness is my place of appointment. Mm. Is my way, place of perfection. Are, are people here? Uh, Sean Hall says, side note, so many people with the name Elias in here, y'all related. <laughs> we are related by more than blood. <laughs> Amen. 
<laughs> this is by revelation. Uh, keep going. Uh -huh. And he said unto me, uh -huh. My grace is sufficient for thee, mm -hmm. for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Uh -huh. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So the power of God rests upon you because you know you need him to be your strength. The place of weakness is the place of appointment. Notice every time the Lord Jesus was weary is when angels appeared. Mm. <sighs> wow. Whenever people thought they were strong, God never showed up. The moment they were like, hey, our strength is failing us, God showed up. When the Lord Jesus was tempted by the devil three times, on the last one, 40 days fasting, you're being tempted. The last one when he overcame, angels came to strengthen him. When he was about to go on the cross, he's weak because of the weight of the sins of men. Angels came to comfort him because in your place of weakness is your place of appointment with God. Mm. Your weakness should excite you because you're about to be perfected by God. That is when you go and pray and say, Lord, I have made room for you. I didn't know there was a room for you to inhabit. I didn't know there was a place for you to inhabit. This place is vacant. Come and fill it, O oh Lord. Mm, mm, mm. But you have been taught, hide your weakness. Rebuke your weakness. You can't rebuke weakness. You can't cancel weakness. I cancel this weakness in Jesus' name. There's no such thing. It's a lie. It's impossible. It is impossible. You know, a lot of men of God are, are, are in the church now. They're, they are seeking like um, uh, to do some spectacular, miraculous thing that, that now they are faking things. They don't understand. Their inability to do it is the very reason why God will do it. Amen. It's the humility to say, Lord, this dimension I've never touched. Lord, get me to that place. I surrender because I want to see more of you. But because it is self-glorification, self-gratification, they remain at the same level. Let me show you a verse that will shock you. Proverbs 24, 16. <laughs> if this verse doesn't shock you, I don't know. Proverbs 24, 16. Amen. Proverbs 24, 16. Proverbs 24, 16. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Read it, the, read it one more time. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Mm -hmm. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. Read it one more time. <laughs> For a just man falleth uh -huh. seven times. Uh -huh. And riseth up again. Uh -huh. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. One last time. For a just man mm -hmm. falleth seven times. Mm -hmm. And riseth up again. Mm -hmm. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. Does that scripture make sense? It doesn't make any kind of sense. Unless you understand what I'm teaching you now. It doesn't make sense. How can you be falling and God is calling you just? How can you be falling? God is saying you are righteous. <laughs> Somebody is not catching what I'm telling you. <laughs> you.
you are you are falling god is saying a just man may fall seven times he rises up again but a wicked man falleth and they fall into mischief they are destroyed by their falling so what is your difference between that one and this one because a just man can make a mistake can error can have fault but he's still just these things don't make you unjust it just means there are areas that you need to grow in but a wicked person is somebody that doesn't have any of these things their intention is wickedness mm. youtube are you there aish i thought people would be would be how can you be just and you're falling your pastor right now if he makes a mistake you say that guy fell off with god <laughs> God left him. God walked away from him. Yet the Bible is saying where there is sin grace abounds more. What does that mean? You can never fall out of grace. When you fall it's like a trampoline that pushes you back to God. How can God say a just man is falling seven times? Not one time. <laughs> Do you know what number 7 means? Number 7 means perfection. He has perfected falling but he's still just. because he will rise again when people have lost hope for him for standing he will rise again some of you people counted you out for your weakness counted you out because of where you used to be counted you out for this but i'm here to tell you as a prophet of god god will rise you up again and everybody will have to eat their words because of what god has done with you amen how can god prove that he is god amen If you cannot take somebody that people did not consider that if you did not take peop, somebody that people did not consider and perfected them Let me tell you the truth if Adam and Eve did not make a mistake because remember there are two things that made these three things are what made Eve fall Are you listening to me? These three things are what made Eve fall. She made a mistake. Meaning her best was not enough. She erred because she had misinformation. The devil attacked her information and then the devil attacked her weakness, the fault. Mm. Because she he knew that if this fruit looks appetizing as it does, she will eat it. Then if said this fruit is actually good for food it looks good for food. So notice he used these three things to pull Eve down. Satan will never be forgiven by God. Let me show you something. The Bible never said Adam and Eve were wise. Do you realize that? The Bible never claims Adam and Eve being wife. wise <clears throat> I want you to go to Ezekiel Ezekiel 28:17 Ezekiel 28:17 Thine heart was lifted up 
because mm. of thy beauty mm -hmm. thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness notice this read it one more time thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty so he became prideful number one because of how he looked meaning his focus was removed from the beauty of god and the perfection of god that was causing him to be beautiful but he started looking at himself mm. number two thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy beauty your brightness. Of thy brightness so notice this wisdom is the application of knowledge so satan had received some knowledge that caused him to shine Because wisdom is the application of knowledge. That is the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. So the devil had the knowledge, had the perfection of God, but he removed his sight from God. He removed his sight from God and began to look at himself. And he corrupted his wisdom because he thought he had become clever than the one that gave him the knowledge that he was applying as wisdom. Hmm. So when you do it deliberately, that is what sin is. Hmm. Sin. Hmm. Sin is an immoral act at a uh, 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 a, a, a transgression against the law. He was given something. He corrupted it himself. Remember, Satan never had a tempter. No one tempted him. Mm. No one came and said, Satan, you could be God. <laughs> no one told him, hey, man, you look good. You should be God. Never. Mm. Nobody tempted him. No one enticed him. He did these things of his own accord because he had received knowledge that he thought it was the ultimate knowledge. He removed his eyes from the one who made him beautiful and he began to look at himself. What did that do? He caused him to what? Fall. Mm. Some people ask, oh, why, why didn't God forgive Satan? He did it deliberately. He wasn't trying to repent. Mm. That's what he wanted to do. God has mercy on human beings because we had a tempter. And then we became weak by reason of the tempter. Because we fell into sin. That's good. We diverted from the law. Not because we hate God. We diverted from the law because... We were tempted, and because we were not knowledgeable, we were weak, and we were diverted the wrong way. Mm. So God, to be just a just God, he has to look at every single thing that made you to be where you are and bring you back to himself. If he was not just, he would have destroyed us just like he's destroying Satan. So the devil has nothing good in him. There is no glimpse of good in him. Not even 1%. 
not even 0.0000001 nothing there is no good in him because he desired to be that What is a blunder? Now these are bad. These three are mentioning are bad. Sin is bad because it's deliberate diversion from God's law. You know lying is bad, but you're going to lie today to get out of trouble. That is sin. Sin is you know the the way of life but you're rejecting it. You are comp- it's a complete U-turn from the truth. A blunder is a stupid or careless mistake. A blunder is bad because you chose to be careless. It means you don't take God seriously. To be wrong is to be incorrect or untrue. Meaning God gave you something to do, but you chose to go the other way. You chose to say something that is not true. I want you to understand this with all your heart. You can never grow, and I'll say this to the best of my ability. You will never grow as long as you think you are the best. You think that you have everything right. You only grow in the places that you know that you need growth. God is not angry at your mistakes. God is not angry at your faults. God is not angry at your errors because those things are where he meets you. If you had everything together right now at this moment at this very moment you will not need god the day you have no need for the day that you will never make a mistake you'll never make an error or never have a fault you have become god do you know even in heaven <laughs> even though we will be better than we were on earth we will still have a need for god because there is there is a higher measure of walking with God even in heaven. Mm. So we will continually be in pursuit to be close to this wonderful God. There's no such thing as making it. I've made it to heaven so I am Let me tell you there are books in heaven. Millions of them. We will continue to study even when we are in heaven. We will continue to worship God when we are in heaven. Mm-hmm. We will continue to praise God when we are in heaven because the growth never ends. Because remember God is infinite meaning he has no end. So heaven doesn't mean we have known him in full. Me and you today we know the love of God we know the mercy of God because of mistakes errors and faults. Yeah. And even sin. If none of these things ever happened we would have never known God is love. You would have never known God is merciful. You would have never known that God will move oceans and universes just for you. You'd never know that God can come for just one sheep. Our mistakes, our errors and our faults and even sin 
showed us who God really is. Never try to make up for your mistakes. Never try to make up for your errors or your faults. Surrender them to God. Those are places that God manifests in your life. Solomon knew that he did not have the intelligence to lead the people of God. God asked him, what do you want? I will give it to you. He said, Lord, give me the wisdom to lead this, your great people. How can I be a good king to them if I don't have your mind? God was so impressed by this request. He said, listen, I will make you richer than any king and there will never be any other king richer than you because of what you have asked for. You have put the interest of the people before you because you have known that you will not be enough to do it on your own. And wisdom is a side effect of knowledge. And the beginning, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Knowledge. So he asked God to make him fear him. But he was speaking at, of the end result, not the beginning. He didn't just want, some, want to be somebody that has information. He wanted to be somebody who was going to manifest the information. Because to God, it is not enough for you to just have information. Mm. He wants it to be practical. Let this be the things that make you go before God. Let me tell you something. Prophet Angel, a while ago, told me something that changed my life. This is, this is uh, before I met my spiritual father. Prophet Angel taught me something that changed my whole life. Because I was trying to be so perfect in everything that I did. One day he told me something. The prophet of God told me something. He said, one day, God will make, allow you to make such a big mistake so that you know that it's not about you. Heesh, I was, that, hurt, that hit me so hard. I said, how can a prophet of God tell me this? Why would he say that? I am trying never to, to make such a mistake or fall in such a sin and thing like that. I was still a young boy then. I thought I understood. I thought I knew. I thought I got it. But boy, was I off. I'll say that again. You know me, I give credit where it's due. Mm -hmm. I don't pretend like I know everything. There are people who have contributed to me. I will never forget this. He said, this is prophet angel speaking. He said, son, one day God will allow you to make the biggest mistake so that you know it's not about you. 
that thing scared me completely. One day, something happened. And if you know prophets, prophets have a dangerous temper. It's very difficult for me, me, I, to get upset is very difficult. I mean, super, 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 super difficult for me to get upset. But when I'm upset, I am really upset. And I was so angry that it, and it, I became so angry. And then I had to go and preach. So I came myself down. I said, Aish, the level of anger that I got to today, God will never use me again because of how angry I was. When I went in service that day, with, I was so cast down. I was like, man, how could I mess up like this? How could I allow somebody to get me in this place? That day I saw the power of God more than I had ever seen in my whole life. There was a woman who had a stroke. She came on a wheelchair, her hand was crooked, her feet were crooked. And I touched her, just touched her while I'm moving. The woman rose up, her hand turned straight, her foot turned straight, she walked out of the place pushing her own wheelchair. Wow. I cried that, listen, I cried. Hey, I cried. I cried so much. I cried so much. And that day I understood that God never used me because of what I was doing. He was using me because he simply loves me and he wanted to do this through me and it was never about me. It was about his divine plan from the beginning. Amen. Amen. I, I cried more than like, uh, Tredy said, uh, you cried like a girl. Listen, I cried more than, like, more than a girl. It was a baby <laughs> and a grown man crying together. <laughs> it was an ugly sight. <laughs> it was not a pretty sight. You know that cry you cry even at a funeral, you don't cry like it's not everywhere. Like, listen, I was, that day God humbled me. I'm telling you the truth. You know, I come here and I tell you the truth. Yep. That day the Lord humbled me. What I'm trying to tell you is this. What you think is working against you is actually working for you. That's why the Bible says all things are working for your good, for your good. All things work for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You can love God and make mistakes. You can love God in error. You can love God and fall in fault. You can even love God and fall in sin. But all those are opportunities for you to grow with God. Facebook, are you there? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. YouTube, 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 how are you feeling? <laughs> uh, 
Cecilia's dear prophet man from God, out of your topic, can you let a teacher's besides praying and asking the Lord to open our spiritual senses. Is there anything else we can do? Thanks. No, your spiritual senses will only be alert if they are given to God. That's why you have to let God manifest in these places. Because those places that you think it is weakness is the places that God actually will see through and will make you see through. Today, this is your homework. This whole week, Surrender, surrender your faults, your errors, and your mistakes to God. Thank God that through them, he will be perfected in you, that he will be revealed to you. Father, I pray for everybody. I bless everybody, those who are giving, those who are listening. Raise them up, O Lord, into these truths that are divine, that change who we are. Lord, your word says that a righteous man may fall seven times and he will rise again. Father, even in our errors, even in our mistakes, even in our fault, you have not changed our name. You still call us righteous. Not because of us, but because of you. Lord, I pray that everybody that is watching will be transformed by reason of this message. I thank you that our lives will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless everybody. I love you. This is the prophet Lovi. Watch this again, share it with people. Let it raise you up to a place that God has called you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Shalom, shalom. I saw God giving him a platform in Hollywood, this one. I saw him becoming very known and very famous. I don't know what you do, but I saw your star just going... Because when I looked at him, I saw him becoming as big as Kevin Hart, this one. Oh, what do you do? <laughs> Stand up, come. In the realms of the spirit, when you were carrying him, there was a big challenge in the realm of the spirit. It was a difficult pregnancy yeah. to carry him. Yeah. To the point that it looked like you're going to lose him at some point. Yeah. Because I remember, I am seeing it in the realms of the spirit. When you're about four months going to five months, yeah. I saw you bleeding that yeah. you thought that you actually lost him. Yes, yes. Prophesy. I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying, God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You said what? Yeah. <laughs>